Oh, snap. We at it again. Day two of the Holy Week podcast installments for Mosaic Church in Knoxville. This is Zeru Fitzum, the pastoral resident here. Y'all know what it is. Um, I hope y'all are doing well on this lovely Tuesday. And uh, just wanted to continue on in the life of Jesus during the Passion Week. Yesterday, we considered the story of Jesus cleansing the temple from the Gospel of John. And today, we're going to consider Jesus' last time teaching in the temple from Matthew 21. Now, let me tell you something. There are about <laughs> 20 plus verses in this segment. So if I read them all, that would be, that would probably take the whole time that this reflection is supposed to. So I'm going to try to summarize it. And hopefully, that'll be uh, something y'all can get jiggy with. And I trust that you'll read it in your own time. It'll be Matthew 21. Verses 23 through 46. So let's get started. So this passage is actually probably more familiar to you than you think it would be. Remember in Sunday school classes or maybe Iwana or whatever type of Bible study fellowship you were a part of, you would have heard the stories of Jesus being in the temple and the chief priests and Pharisees asking him questions of where he got his authority. And Jesus would be like, oh, I'll do you one better. Let me ask you a question. And so we would hear stories of like Jesus responded to questions with questions and not always answers. So we can find those answers ourselves or other points of application that a teacher may want it to have gleaned from these passages. But something that's very, very important about these passages is that it is during Holy Week. Jesus is being very intentional about the disruption he is causing, and he wants us to know that he knows what he is doing. Jesus's authority is actually that which is being challenged. Jesus isn't being the challenger at first to try to cause a unreasonable ruckus. He's shaking things up because he knows the traditions and customs in a state occupied by Rome at this time were not conducive to what the kingdom could become on earth. And that is actually what Jesus is saying in Matthew 21, 43. It says, therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruit. Now, this statement came after sharing two very, very evocative parables that the people who were first questioning uh, Jesus' teaching in the temple, um, they, they, would, they knew that he was talking about them. And these people were chief priests and Pharisees. Now, I just want to put an important aside to this conversation because I know I talk about the goofiness of Christians and Christian interpretive traditions a lot, but I think it's important that we always recognize where this happens because we read things into texts that aren't meant to be there. We, as a historical tradition, <laughs> as Christians, have tended to look at these verses and placed culpability onto all Jews or onto all Pharisees based on looking at these passages. And I want us to know the point of the New Testament is not to be a Jeremiah against Jewish people and their religious leaders, but Jesus did challenge people in-house among his ethnic kin. Jesus was Jewish, we must remember. 
And so these conversations aren't meant for us to come inside and interrupt uh, those things by inventing theologies and ideas of uh, Jewish people now uh, being, whether we call them ethnocentric or uh, people removed from God's presence. When Jesus is saying the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to people who are producing its fruit, it's talking about anyone who is against the priorities of Jesus, which are the kingdom. So one of my reflections from this passage in the parable of the two sons that he tells, or the parable of the son whose uh, vineyard heritage was stolen from him and whose father would come back to later find what they did to his son because many of these vineyard workers killed all of the people sent by the father who in this parable was most likely referring to God. And so Jesus being his intentional self and provocative self is saying to the leaders who were challenged and disgusted by the shaking up he was doing, I know you are trying to kill me and it is still not going to destroy God's plan for all people to be welcome into the loving embrace of the God of Abraham. That revelation of Jesus to these people in the temple, that he realizes himself as the stone that the builders rejected, uh, the builders of uh, the receivers of this covenant faith or or just people who rejected him in general from all different nations of who God's plan has been to fill the earth with those who glorify God's name. That revelation that Jesus is giving, that we could become part of the loving embrace of God in the kingdom is what Paul and the apostles called the wisdom of God. That even the Gentiles even the Romans who executed him, even those who stood by during his execution, who had the power to intervene, they have the opportunity to bear in this fruit, and we do too. And Jesus says, and hey, 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 you ain't fooling me. I know that even in giving you this good news, you still might want to silence me by way of execution for it. So it asks us this question. When we know people in places of power are deliberately trying to hinder the kingdom from breaking in, what will we believe and what will we do? Will the questions we ask Jesus to be to challenge his authority or will they be questions that are intent on us telling Jesus that we want to be part of your mission, even if it leads us to scary places? Because we know the kingdom is given to those who trust God and through them they will bear much fruit just as it did when Jesus entered 
even further into this week and on Good Friday was executed and still ends up saying the mighty yet loving crescendo of Father, forgive them for they know what not they do. This is the wisdom of God that even the Gentiles might be received and that we are called into this mission of welcoming one another, not being jealous, not being envious, not being hoarders and trying to uh, displace those who uh, rub against our priorities, but really ask the questions, what is the kingdom inviting me into? And on this Holy Tuesday, I hope we share in the wisdom of God as we continue to grow with one another.